This is a high one of the good noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Hey, I'm Nick. I'm Lucas, and we are dog training. Uh we're gonna ask him some questions today. I'm gonna start. Uh so what inspired you guys to start the band and what does the band name mean? Uh so I had like a college project um for a basically like a music production class, and uh Lucas helped me work on it, and that was the first EP we made called Apartments. Mm-hmm. Um and from there, we started the band, and we uh, came up with the name Dog Trainer. We had a, a band before that called Therapy Dog with our friends uh, Evan and Alyssa, and we kind of liked that, like the dog centric kind of name. So we, yeah, I, yeah, we yeah, it's not super deep. Yeah, it's yeah. not super deep. It's funny too because that name. We were into a lot of like bands, like indie bands, like Soccer Mommy, mm-hmm. and. I, it was kind of those names were sort of like a thing for a little bit and mm-hmm. now it's kind of funny because we're making a little bit more pop leaning ish stuff yeah we're still called dog trainer but i love it it's it's, it's uh right. it's our vibe. following yeah. following it's a couple catchy. different themes here exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so congratulations on your newest release scrolling to feel better part one how do you feel the response to it so far yeah it's been good it's been uh you know like i feel like we had low expectations for the release honestly right <laughs> i mean i feel like we talk a lot about it on the on both parts of the album mm-hmm. like our experiences in the music industry so it, well, we weren't like expecting anything crazy but we've had a lot of like growth and people have really liked the music so it's been cool Hell yeah. yeah i it was definitely like there were some very pleasant surprises in terms of like getting on spotify editorial stuff throughout the process mm-hmm. etc and just like obviously people messaging us and whatever it's yeah as Nick's kind of pointing to it's kind of terrifying releasing music in a way when you're an independent artist without Mm -hmm. a ton of backing because it's like you're really just throwing it out there in the world and it's really praying that it sticks in some way and I think it's found a little niche but I think it'll take a little time like that's how it's been with our other albums sort of that it takes a little time to get the ball rolling but there has been plenty of like positive stuff to honestly make us feel like it probably overall will help help the cause. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean as long as people hear it, even if it's when it comes out or six months or a year mm-hmm. later, at least people are hearing it. Um, exactly. So I'm gonna assume that there's a part two on the way at some point. Yeah. Very soon. Very soon. Very soon. So hopefully, this year. Uh, hopefully by the end of the summer we're starting to put it out. Okay. Uh, okay, that's soon. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much done. Actually, we're just being really lazy about like listening to the final, final versions of everything. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Put out a lot of music this year. Yeah. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album name or the cover art? Yeah, like the so the first song in the part one is called "Dumb Paranoia." It's kind of about like all the anxiety. Uh, a lot of like anxiety you might feel before you like going to bed, like maybe a little too high. <laughs> uh, um, and there's a line in there that's like, I'm scrolling to feel better. Uh, and that's where the, the name of the album comes from. So it's kind of like, uh, I think it wraps up a lot of like the themes from the album, kind of like, you know, thinking about like anxiety and thinking about things that are very uh relevant to our own lives and our experiences as like artists and just people <laughs> um and what was the other half of the question well i was, I was gonna say mixed with sort of like that yeah technology aspect of like trying to fill that 
anxious, whatever it is, depressed void with technology and obviously how much that doesn't actually help. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like that line actually, the full line is like scrolling to feel better, keep on scrolling to feel better. It isn't getting better, you know, because of course it's not getting better. You don't feel better from like seeing a bunch of people post their best lives on Instagram or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. And just like, yeah, so that was kind of the feeling of it is the other reference on that was there was two albums we loved last year mm -hmm. and one was uh Lauv and it was called How I'm Feeling Now. So true. Yep. And the Sorry, other one was Harley XCX also called How I'm Feeling Now. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, or is it How I'm Feeling Today? I, I think it's now. But it's anyway, one of those, yeah. I, I, we love both those albums, but like they were some of the music we were most in love with coming into this. Mm -hmm. Um very different albums obviously. And yeah. so it kind of felt like it was in that zone too of like, yeah, how I'm feeling today. Or yeah. So. Okay. Right. And then uh the cover art, is there any meaning behind that? It's kind of like uh we wanted to make it like super personal kind of the music is like that um so like you know we have like my handwriting on it which is like actually we did that for apartments also but it's like very personal um and then like the collage I, it's a lot of images from all of the music videos that we made uh and and like the visualizer visualizer that we have um i think it's like to me at least it feels like very nostalgic and there's like a lot of like different like fleeting moments mm -hmm. and that also kind of is an element of the album just like that like it's a little bit like existential you know and, and yeah. a little bit and very nostalgic so yeah, yeah yeah and super like honest those are not like all you and i looking amazing in every shot it's not like perfectly lit like you know beautifully taken 4k whatever it's like a bunch mm -hmm. of like crappy vhs <laughs> like living our lives mm -hmm. and yeah that was kind of the feeling with this whole thing was like instead of trying to aim for something like perfect and, and commercial and all this stuff, it was like, let's just do exactly what we want to do because we've tried doing commercial things with another project we had and it like didn't feel right. It didn't work right. And like we wanted to just get back to uh, like the complete opposite of that, which was like transparency and yeah, just like authenticity. And then for that us, that meant kind of like DIY nostalgia, which is like our go to aesthetic <laughs> that we both love um so i wanted to ask like was this your like quarantine project because some of the the projects you brought up came out either during that or like right before it mm -hmm. yeah pretty much we we started working on it like march in, more like april like a year ago basically so oh. yeah All right. I, I would say so i don't know if i like think of it that way but it yeah, it like is. It was yeah, well, made during that time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there were some serious like quarantine elements of like we started it separate, which we never do. But the other side of it that didn't make it feel super quarantine is like Nick and I made music together every day. So it's just a continuation of that. Like mm -hmm. before quarantine, we were working on music and then quarantine hit and we we're still working on music. So it's like all of this music was created during quarantine, but it was like the same thing. We just make music all the time. You know, yeah. All right. yeah. do that. Yeah. That's we fair. don't have a ton of social lives anyways normally. So uh <laughs> Me it's, too. Like, it's fine. It's the same on that end too, so it's not not too different. Listen, that's why that's, that's why we started a podcast because you don't go outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um so Oh god. Oh, who's calling? Uh so oh no. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, sorry about that. The oh, writing process for this one was 
we started just the instrumentals before writing any lyrics or having any like lyric concepts mm -hmm. because we really wanted to be in the same room. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you sure it really isn't important? In... Uh, I don't know. It is my girlfriend, but. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just had a nice four year anniversary. So I don't think anything oh, too serious is going down. Yeah. But, uh, um, so yeah, normally we write every, we write the song sort of before the production or it's like a little bit at the same time. Like we'll get the basic production and then, but in this case we were separate and we really wanted to be in the same room to write the like lyrics and melodies. Cause you really want that like feeling of being in the same room, bouncing off all the ideas, like it, that instantaneous kind of ability to like sing it over the track at the same time together and all those kind of things that we're used to. Yeah. So we kind of just had like three months where we weren't, I was in Vermont, he was in New York to just make instrumentals. And we made like 43 full length songs what? Uh, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, bridge, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Um, like perfectly made, full produced, like all you needed to do is record vocals over them. Mm -hmm. And then we got together for three months and wrote pretty much a song or, or a song or half a song a day mm -hmm. for like, um, and we're recording them sort of as we went. So we'd write a song and then write another song. And then the first of those songs, we'd record the vocal on the third day. So it was yeah. like, it was this kind of like uh, cyclical thing where we'd be writing songs and then recording them a couple of days after, mm -hmm. um, just so that Nick like could have a couple of days singing them. But yeah, it was crazy. So we wrote 21 songs, which is the two albums, the first 11 of which are out in about like two months um, and then finished recording them after about two and a half and then spent the last two weeks recording like nine of these like super DIY music videos. So. Yeah, <laughs> it was a crazy, it was definitely very hectic, but um, <laughs> oh, last thing I'll say is like, it was a classic way we make an album though in the same way, which is like, we always go super hard and our lives just completely suffer. So I told this story on another podcast, but uh, the first album, like the biggest example of this is the first album, Nick got this thing called Trench Mouth, which is uh, like a gum disease people got from malnutrition during World War One. So like, oh. that's how crazy, like our, I lost 10 pounds making this album. Oh like, my God. <laughs> so we just go super nuts on it. But yeah, so it was a little different than normal, but at the same time had that same like crazy energy that we always get into during these, oh my God, she's calling in. Is that work ethic safe? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. It's terrible. Yeah, I. It's uh, it's a complete mess. But this time was like arguably the most healthy, but I still lost like 10 pounds. Yeah. God damn. Oh. All right. Well, stay safe next time yeah. you guys record a record. Yeah, yeah, that was a long answer, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so where was your headspace at uh, while you guys were writing this? Um, I think, well, we were with the, like, the beats themselves. I think we were just having a lot of fun with it. Like, we were, we would, like, I, I think when you make, like, 40 beats or whatever, like, you, you do get sort of like burnt out a little bit like you lose steam it's hard to come up with that many ideas um so we did start to like challenge each other like i would say like lucas you should try making a trap beat or like you should try making or like he would tell me like try and make like a moomba beat which is you know like uh how would you describe that it's like kind of like it's a mix of the roomba rhythm and 
modern pop production. I guess I don't know what that is. Sure, yeah, yeah, it's some cool. genre. That's like that that classic DJ snake genre, whatever that is. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so like things like that. Um, and then we got into songwriting. Um, I think we we're both really excited to like write over the songs. Uh, I feel like we were in kind of a positive headspace, but we had a lot of like built up like um, emotional like not baggage but like just like thoughts like a lot of ideas and thoughts from like the previous years of like making music being an artist also like there's some really positive things the album like uh like relationships positive relationships and stuff so we had all these things that I think we want to talk about and I we talked about this in other podcasts but like um you know we had another project where we were kind of writing like lyrically the lyrics were mostly more like removed from us as people like it was like we'd be writing songs about a character or like very metaphorical songs where it's like more about like the songwriting and less about like our experiences Mm -hmm. so i think when we got into this album we really wanted to like talk about our own experiences and that was kind of like the mindset going into it it was like we're not it's gonna like the songwriting is gonna be kind of literal it's not gonna be um so metaphorical it's not gonna be about other people you know it's not even gonna be like we had a discussion about this early on, like it's not even going to be about our previous selves. Like it's not going to be about like me. Cause we were going to have a line, like can't wait to meet your parents about like your girlfriend was like, I've mm-hmm. met, you know, my significant other's parents like 10 times. Like, so we're not going to have <laughs> yeah. that line, you know, cause we want it to be like present and uh, fit, like very relevant to our current selves or like, you know, so yeah, that was my answer. Yeah. And it's funny cause our current lives are not like super interesting but that's what I think is kind of cool about it is it's super like regular as like the actual lyrics are just some normal life stuff, but like yeah. obviously a little bit more dramatic, but it's kind of like a beautiful celebration of like just kind of being that weird uncertainty you have kind of in your 20s and latest 20s for us, I guess mid 20s, that it's kind of, yeah, the headspace was sort of like doing justice to all the awesome things we've dealt with, but also like doing justice to that feeling of uncertainty and that all the pressures of like that you've put upon yourself and all these things so yeah I mean we were kind of having fun with it but also like it was very uh the headspace was super kind of like uh hippie circle like emotional like cross-legged almost like you know because it was just Nick and I talking about pretty much since every single lyric on the album is true it was like we had to dig pretty deep into each other's like personal lives and mental I mean we're like best friends but there's still things that you don't like really want to talk about or whatever yeah. so it's kind of like it was almost like sitting on the couch going to the psychologist or whatever it's just like mm-hmm. chatting with each other about all these various things for so the headspace is very like uh reflective for sure on in all the lyrics yeah wow all right okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I can't imagine just being like that vulnerable and just putting it out there yeah it, it sucks <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's valid all right um, so while going through the record what band or artist influences pop out the most to you um uh it was a lot like because we were trying to like embrace music from like earlier on that we were really into and mm-hmm. we were into in the present so it was like going back to like, you know, like there's like Beach House influences on the album, but that's not like a direct influence on the album. 
you know, like, whereas like the direct things felt kind of like that, like loud and like, mm-hmm. like kind of honestly, like the chain smokers, okay. but like, these are things that like were influences to us, like all the way through up until that point. So it wasn't like at that very moment, like all of a sudden we were listening to the chain smokers or something. It's like, we had like, you know, been like digesting that music for a second. So there's a, a ton of stuff like, I, Laney was something we were both really into. Weirdly, Black Bear at that Black time. Black Bear, yeah. Black Bear. Okay. Minus some of the misogyny in his lyrics, but his, <laughs> his flow oh was like, God. his flow is just a good time. Like the way he, so there's like little rap sections that are influenced by that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Black Bear, yeah. Like Nick's pointing to, like, sort of, we have all these influences we can point to, like with the title being Lau and Charlie, but mm-hmm. like, the, with this album was like the least intentional in terms of that stuff and it was the most like let's just make this like let's just do whatever we want and like if it's it doesn't have to be like the most zeitgeisty thing possible or like whatever it is like let's just make whatever and like <laughs> just go with it because mm-hmm. we spent so much time like trying to fit in the box we yeah. spent like the previous year trying to fit in the box and like create this very palatable music and this time we we're like all right let's just like leave all that at the door but we still brought in like all, yeah, it's such a weird album. And there's a lot of different <laughs> different styles on there. And you'll hear in part two, like it gets even more like rock on certain bones or like Ooh. it gets like, or like it gets kind of glistening pop at certain times. So there's a lot of different things on there. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's like the most consistent album, but what ties it all together is like, sort of like, yeah, the lyric writing mm-hmm. in the place that all the music is coming from is like identical. Again, every single song is like literally the exact perspective we had in that moment. So it's yeah. like a little time capsule, just like the album covers a little time capsule that summer too. So mm. definitely. <laughs> Perfect. That's so also, cool. Yeah, for anyone listening, when there was that strange pause earlier, I've been living with my parents for uh, <laughs> past year, which has been pretty wild. And uh, my dad came in and looked pretty confused as to what was going on. So <laughs> it's all good. All good. Uh, so this question should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more and no less. Both you have to do it. Ooh. Okay. Three words or like, should it be like a, a like a, set, a mini sentence or just like three words? Three words, Nick. Just three, three words. words. Describe three it. Three words. And you get to go first. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Introspective. Mm-hmm. Nostalgic and oh god uh, you're very you're you're close introspective nostalgic and inspired i would say it feels like i i felt like it was an inspired album that's good yeah wow now i i wish i had gone first (laughs) (laughs) now it's your turn lucas um intimate emotional pop that's great those are great yeah (laughs) so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners every song's a little different in a way but yeah i think i mean nick was pointing to like there's a serious sense of like nostalgia Mm -hmm. and like the warmth of that i think um but yeah if anything it would be like I feel like the lyrics are so reflective of our lives that if there's anything you want someone to feel, it'd be like seeing a little bit of themselves in that, in a lot of the very real things we say. Cause I think mm-hmm. some of the things we say, like we'll give the most specific example, like did I spend too much money on that weekend down in Florida, you know? Yeah. But it's like, or like, did I sing out, out of tune on that show in December? Whatever it was like, yeah. uh, 
am I going to hate this tattoo when I'm 45 applying for a job I never wanted in the suburb where I grew up? It's like, yeah. there's all these lines that are so specific and like, whether it's that thing literally relates to you, I just feel like the whole point of it kind of is like, maybe it's not that exact thought, but everyone kind of feels these little things of like, yeah, that I, that I think, uh, yeah, it, it's like, there's not one through line, but in each lyric, I think there's something that someone could find in their own life, you know? So, and, and the lyric concepts as well, like not just the specific ones, but yeah, Nick, I don't know. No, that, that, that is true. Yeah, totally. I agree. All right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so as we yeah. established early on uh there's a part two to this first record uh what can you tell us about it you guys have been dropping some hints but mm -hmm. let's all lay it um, out it's like uh so we made it at the same time it's not it's not like a separate thing that we made it's, it's like we had 21 songs and then we were like this is way too many mm -hmm. so yeah them up. um and the, the second half is a little different uh like i don't think it was even intentional like in the way that it's different but um i think that like conceptually it's a little bit more like playful like mm -hmm. I, it's almost like we were like oh we want to put the best songs in the first half like we i think we might have been thinking kind of like that but then like coming out of it it's not like that at all like i maybe like the second half better <laughs> but it's like the second half is like because of that like maybe the topics in the first half were like things that we really felt were very important and then on the second half they're like a little bit more like silly not like mm -hmm. actually silly but there's like a lot of silly. stuff on there that's like like we have a song about like daydreaming while you're working about like becoming best friends with an alien oh yeah okay <laughs> we have like uh, yeah, getting in fights with your best friend or like yeah we have it's a, it's a kind of like a little bit crazy um there's a song called actually called fuck my friends which is about when you haven't seen your friends i mean you haven't seen your like partner whatever mm -hmm. for x amount of days because you keep there's a birthday party or someone's in town or whatever it is yeah and which is weird to me, look it's not super pandemic relevant <laughs> no not <laughs> pandemic relevant at all no, no. that one could not have come out on the first one but then the course yeah. is like it's like f my friends i don't care if i see them again so i'll pretend that we're uh that i'm doing work or we're just going out you know so it's there's yeah. a lot of like it's a much lighter kind of topics on that one but there's some i mean i don't know there's some yeah. serious we have like a really serious one called thank you for listening on there that's like mm -hmm. about like our music careers that is like dark as hell oh. <laughs> we, we, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's all over the place for sure yeah the but, chorus of that one is nick like billy eilish style whispering <gasps> i won't Yo. get my hopes up <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the second half is yeah it's cool i, I like it you know it, it has some of the crazier ones yeah the other thing the way we structured it is like since we were coming like back to dog training we wanted to make sure there was a transition between the older stuff and the newer stuff so we made sure to keep more of the acoustic -y, like more intimate feeling songs on the first half even though there's still some other ones and then mm -hmm. the second half is much more like there's more polished songs and there's bigger songs um so it, feel, it feels more pop-leaning than the first half. But I love them both. They're, I mean, it's all one, but it does feel like two albums now for sure. Like I have a very different relationship with both at this point. Yeah. Just because, I mean, we worked on them. We made them at the same time, but I've been mixing them since. So like I've been mixing, I've had another like four months of relationship with these, this music, listening to it every day. Yeah. Then I have the first one, which I just like quickly got together once we finished it because we wanted to get the song 2019 out before 2021. Well, 
which would make sense if you read the song, but, but uh, yeah, so it's, it definitely feels different and I'm very excited. The whole release process is a crazy thing as an independent artist. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a bit terrifying to like, just jump right back into it and like spend all our money and all that kind of stuff. But I'm, I love that album too. So if anyone is listening and follow us and wait for album two as well, it's going to be great. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, if anyone's listening that happens to have a label, please sign yeah. us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that too. You know, that too. We've spoken to a lot of labels, and uh, it's been, uh, you know, there's actually a song about that on the second album, which we'll, uh, we'll leave it there. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So where do you guys see the band in the next five years? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of just taking it, like, album by album. Right now, it's, like, just figuring out really just like the second album, like where, you know, where we end up when we put that out. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not personally looking that far ahead. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, ideally like there's a lot of places I can imagine the music fitting in, in the music scene right now. Um, Like, especially headed towards like that. Yeah. The Jeremy Zucker kind of loud scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, except we're probably a little bit more alternative indie than that stuff. Um, And so it'd be really cool to like be in that kind of zone. I think the way we're looking at everything is like, we just want to grow. And like, we're not expecting like, uh, I think again on the second album now, I'm quoting these lyrics, but uh, there's a line that's like, I used to think it would happen overnight to me and I'd be one of those people, but I, now I know that's not me or whatever. <laughs> those stories aren't about me. And it, that's kind of how we feel. It's like, I don't feel like it's going to be like some meteoric thing. I think it's just going to be like, like this, like we're, I mean, we actually are currently at four times our audience than when we started releasing this oh, album. Cool. Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously some of that will dissipate as you get further away from the release and et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, Right, we started very small at eight thousand monthly listeners, and we're at like forty right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. So you just kind of have to take it all and like try and be as positive as it is as it can be. Like, it's again, there's some pessimistic things in there, and like there was a period where, uh, like Nick and I were just feeling a little down, and then I realized that like the way I was speaking about things so pessimistically was probably affecting Nick and why he was feeling a little bad, and then it made me think wow, it's actually making me feel bad the way I'm talking about this stuff. And yeah. so the way I just look at it all now is like, I, there's honestly, I think this album's been a big victory and like, we'll mm-hmm. just take the little steps as they come. Like we have the dream that we'd like to go to, but like, we're not expecting it to come overnight. And so yeah. we don't want, you don't want to be like, oh, why didn't it just happen? Why am I not just famous now? It's like, instead be like, okay, we actually grew like four times, a small number, yeah. right? But four times that is like, you know, that's a that's a big victory for us. So we're kind of yeah, just, yeah staying positive with it. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. Yeah. Come on. yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh, um, I'm gonna go with. What are you gonna do, Lucas? <laughs> Yeah, put Lucas on the spot. He did it to you already. Yeah. Would definitely be a vanilla milkshake with haagen vanilla. <laughs> I don't know if that's Ooh. a drink, but, you know, uh, my meal, it depends. If I'm, like, completely sober, 
<laughs> and I guess I would want some fancy stuff, but if I'm like really like, you know, a little bit THC in the bloodstream, then it's like, just like some Cheetos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I've never tasted anything better than like a frozen grape while being a little bit, uh, you know, uh, faded one might say. But then on the other side of it, it's like, yeah, maybe just some teriyaki chicken. That's my go-to. I eat teriyaki chicken yeah. every day. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm probably 1% teriyaki chicken in this exact moment. I've probably ingested a pound of it or what, a pound and a half in the last day. I love well, it. it's very good. So I, oh I respect God, that. So, you know, probably just like some great teriyaki chicken made by like my brother or something. Oh, <laughs> Nick, I know, I know what yours is though. No, you don't actually. I, do. I know oh. it. Like, it's gotta be pizza. You gotta. No, have not, I'm not. I'm not doing pizza. I'm not. I'm not going there. That you're just lying to yourself. Though. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I actually have. I actually have my answer, which is I. I would want like a huge bucket of raspberries. That's like. Mm-hmm. That's like literally my favorite fruit. Like I, that would just be just like wild raspberries. I don't know. Mm. That'd be like ridiculous. That'd be amazing. I. It'd be weird. The only thing is like pairing a drink with a bucket of raspberries. Like, yeah. Like, what do you drink with that? Smoothie, I don't know. That's the only flavor I buy from Trader Joe's, so that's that's what I'd be getting. That's fair. Yeah, whichever one yeah, they've maybe got. Maybe left I would in want stock. a cocktail instead of my my uh, milkshake or something. I don't know. Why I'm not those? If I'm about to die, I mean, I got <laughs> I got to calm the nerves. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a martini, point. like a really heavy gin martini or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm getting too specific on this scenario, but it's actually like, I don't I like feel the, anything uh, that the, the that vanilla rum. That vanilla rum you bought is actually quite good. I gotta say. Oh yeah, I yeah, bought. Yeah, Louis bought me a vanilla rum. That's I not. I like that. Yeah. I don't like alcohol, so I like the taste of alcohol. So that's that. That one is actually good. I can actually do it. All right. Solid. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person who's spoken to have said that it is the most important question. Okay. What's your favorite color? <sighs> um, I mine is definitely pink. My hair really? is normally pink too. Yeah, wow. yeah. My, my I like this kind of like this pink, like this little kind of like girl pink, like a like basic girl kind of pink. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I don't know what this is called, but yeah, I like a it. pastel. Yeah, it's like this pastel. pastel pink. Pink. Yeah, my pastel. hair is normally that color. My cell phone is that color. I have a jacket that color. Mm-hmm. I love that color. I used to only do Instagram. Like if I wrote on my story, it was always that color pink. So, <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite color for sure. Oh yeah. Right. Wow. Learn something. I learned something new about you today. <laughs> I I would do blue. Like I like I like blue. I like the ocean. I like the sky. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> saying, yeah. Podcast. Just cut it there. I like the ocean. I like the sky. How are you gonna be blue? I mean, come on. Um. So. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, I completely zoned out and skipped over Glory's question. <laughs> so, so technically, Glory. I have the last question. Not many people have said that this is the most important question, but if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, uh, I guess. 
probably uh, probably Elysium, where all the <laughs> have you seen this movie? It's really messed up. It's like all the rich people live in this idea. It's like kind of real life, but like all the rich people live in this like crazy, like uh, perfect town above that like is above the surface of the earth. I saw, <laughs> and it seems so great. It's just like everyone has eternal life and like everything is perfect and everything's super great. Like, I guess it'd be a little sad to live in like the worst inequality possible. <laughs> yeah. Like, barring that, it's only one week. Like how bad could I feel? So <laughs> is that the one with Brad Pitt? I It's someone like that, like Matt Damon or something. Yeah, one of those, they're the yeah, same person. Pretty cool, but mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some pretty problematic things about that movie too. But it's also a good time, you know? Like, yeah. I'd be down to do what that guy did take, you know, the blue face. <laughs> blue cool. face baby. That looked pretty fun. It looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a beautiful realm. Definitely. Wow. Okay. I, I was thinking, I was thinking the Pokemon universe would be cool. Ooh, yeah. Because I, I don't know, it sounds cool to be like a Pokemon trainer for like a week. Sounds stressful though. It's a battle, dude. I don't know, but it would be, but you don't have to battle. You could just be like one of the fishermen, you know? (laughs) It's true. You want to be an NPC in the (laughs) Pokemon universe. The other one I was thinking was the Hollow Hollow Knight. Have you guys played that game? I I, we have friends that play it. That is really beautiful. I I thought that would be cool. It's just a really beautiful. There's a lot of bugs though. I don't really know how many bugs, but yeah. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, but you can stay above the spider area and then you're good, you know. There you go. Mm-hmm. Just don't go down there. Easy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, I don't well. know. Video game. That, I don't even play like that many video games. <laughs> that's, game that's valid. Um, yeah. So as Glory said, uh, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Um, you know, go listen to the albums. Uh, album one and album two is coming soon, you know. Lucas, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I really liked that movie when I saw Casa de Mi Padre. <laughs> that was good, yeah. I like that. <laughs> that was a great movie. It's Will Smith movie where he Will Smith Spanish. movie where he's speaking terrible Spanish. He can't speak time. Spanish. No, it's Will, a crazy, no. He's literally speaking Spanish the entire time. So, oh, wait, what is it called again? I kind of want to see this now. I love Will Smith. Yeah, it's called Casa de Mi Padre. And it's weirdly like it's maybe... Like, I don't know if it get made now. Maybe it's a little not PC. I've said this with too many things that I've said I like. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's weirdly artsy. It's kind of like a beautiful, like yeah. almost Wes Anderson-y movie. It's strange. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend that movie. So I'm you know what movie, movie we don't recommend, I think, jointly, is Seth Rogen's Pickle movie. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> what? What's that movie called? The American Pickle by Seth Rogen. American I Pickle. That I movie was that. terrible. Yeah. Do not watch that. No one watch that movie. Don't I watch like it. Seth. I like Seth Rogen. Just don't watch that one. Well, we're we're dog trainer. The album is scrolling to feel better. Part one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part two is coming later this summer. Follow us on Instagram at Dog Trainer Music. Follow us on YouTube, Dog Trainer Music. You got you got to put the music on YouTube because otherwise you just search Dog Trainer and you get a whole lot yeah. of a whole lot of not not Dog Trainer music. So mm-hmm. you know a lot of podcasts. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Search some podcast. No, we don't have a podcast. That made it sound like oh, so we'll be, you know, this podcast. This yeah. podcast, plug in this podcast. So oh, <laughs> let's do it you. again. Go watch this podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, well, thank you for now, those guys. It's been Dog Trainer and uh, We're the Good Noise podcast. <laughs>